Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. The Holy Spirit is very powerful in its ability to change a person, and today Bishop Dag will teach you what will happen to you when you become anointed. This Tuesday's special anointing service is an encouraging and in-depth walk through Isaiah 61 and is filled with prophecies and blessings. Today's message will help you to recognize 15 powerful effects of the anointing that can practically be manifested in your life once you seek for more of God's spirit in your Christianity and ministry. Enjoy today's word. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we chat in heaven. Thank you for your provision today as we come before your throne to also receive keys to prosperity and your blessing. Thank you for answering our prayer. I want everybody to just pray for God to show you where your position is. The position that determines a lot of your prosperity. Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise in the name of Jesus for this wonderful opportunity to receive your word receive the chance to give and to do well. We are grateful in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Now it's time to give an offering and I want to share with you something small before we receive our offering. In the Bible, we learn about, you know, the whole Bible is littered with true life stories. And so the true life stories in the Bible are enough to teach us many things. Amen. One of the things that we learn is that your flourishing and your prosperity is connected to where you are. Amen. In the book of Ruth, chapter 1, and verse 16, and Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And whither, where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people. And thy God shall be my God. Where thou diest, will I die. And there I will be buried. 
the Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. And when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. So they too went until they came to Jerusalem. Amen. It was when they got to Jerusalem that uh, Ruth ended up being married to Moab and became the she became she got married to Boaz. All right, and she became the great grandmother of King David. That's how come her name is in the Bible. So even though she was uh, she experienced a tragedy, I believe that she had a healing and she went on to marry an older man. You get it. Who was already married. Now one of the reasons for polygamy one of the reasons for polygamy in the Bible, you, you will notice across the whole Bible, the Bible doesn't speak against it. It's, it's to look after widows. So the looking after of Ruth was by this Boaz. And you find that when Ruth came up as an option, that let's look after her. Who wants to? Everybody backed off. Everybody said, no, no, no. I don't want any such responsibility. You see, so both for the care of someone who had become a widow at a certain stage. You know, widows are uh, important, very important. In the church, a widow is a very important person. Uh, my wife was telling me today about the number of widows that we have to do things for. Because we do things for widows. You see, um, a, a widow is very important to God because uh, it's almost like her covering is removed. So that was one of the things that, um, that was one of the things that polygamy does. Polygamy Polygamy does several things. One of them is this. So, um, Ruth, by deciding to move away from Moab to go to Bethlehem, you know, she found her place and then she did well. So, prosperity is very, very connected to, to where you are. You know, even in my little uh, organization, sometimes there are some people who are working, but they are a little distant because the church is big and the organization is bigger than uh, one, one place. So sometimes I see some people at the, some location and I realize that, oh, this person is not flourishing or thriving because sometimes the person is working somewhere that the person doesn't get a chance or you don't have a certain kind of boss or leader 
that will make you shine. You know there are some leaders, they are the, they are the lone star. The lone star. No one else will be a star. So if you are working for a lone star, you must know that the star is always alone. You get what I'm saying? Yes. But there are some places that you work and then you come up. When I went to Seattle, where Bill Gates was, I found out many, many billionaires apart from Bill Gates. It's just that Bill Gates is the biggest one. But his assistant is a multi-billionaire. And the other people that work there, they are all billionaires. Like a millionaire is not a big thing to be a millionaire. And the millionaires, they are ranked in levels from 900 million to 600 million, 500 million. So, so the small boys are 30 million, 40 million, and so on. Millions, yes. So, um, location matters. There are some secondary schools in Ghana. You know, if you go to that school, you, you, are, you are likely to become either an engineer or a doctor or something. And such as one of such schools is Presec. Presec. I don't want any argument about these things. You know? <laughs> yes. Not, not Achimota. Achimota produces a lot of people. Achimota is like a university. So there are many people. And then also we have a lot of activities. It's like we, we are training the whole human. So we have athletics, Swimming, many things, music. <laughs> if you cannot focus and you go there, you may, you know, you need to focus. Yes, you need to focus. <laughs> I don't want anybody to quote me, please. So. But I'm saying that there are some schools that if you go there, you're likely because you are sort of in the right place. So even though naturally you wouldn't have done well, it's like everybody is doing it. But I don't know what it's like now. I'm talking about 30 years ago. 20 years ago. 30 years ago. There are some churches, if you are there, you, you likely you become a pastor. Uh, yes. You can easily become a pastor. And there are some churches, if you are there, you develop certain attitudes. It all depends on where you are. So Ruth decided to go to another place. And there she became the famous Ruth that we know about. So I believe that you need to be in the right place. And that's why we transfer. You know, in our church, we transfer people. Go here, go here, go here. It's part of our culture. A bishop is supposed to transfer people. So I transfer people anywhere, from anywhere to anywhere. And other bishops also transfer people. And we have council meetings 
and people are transferred out of that meeting. You can go for a meeting, and the meeting will transfer you. You can go for a meeting belonging to this group. When you finish the meeting, you are in another group. You get it? Yes. So, but why? Why, why is that? Is it that I've done something wrong? No. It is because you are trying to find the right place for people. Try here. After some time, you see it's not working. Try here. After some time, you see it's not working. Let's try here. And these are all spiritual decisions. They're not financial decisions. They are spiritual decisions. So that people do well. And you're only trying to find the place. The place. Everybody say the place. Say the place. Oh, yes. You're trying to find the place. So I pray for you as we are about to take this offering that you would find the place of your calling. Some of you girls, you don't cook anything. But it is because you haven't found somebody to cook for. The day you find your place, that's when we see that you are more than an Italian chef. It's true. You just haven't found your place by somebody who appreciates or wants these things. And there are some people who you marry, they never have anything to say about the food. They are okay with anything, whether it's cold, whether it's hot, whether it's nice, whether it's not nice. It's okay. But if you marry somebody who is perspicacious, Bring the word up there so that the argument will cease. Perspicacity. What is that? Yes. Having the power of seeing clearly, quick sighted, sharp. When you even bring bread, the person will tell you, this is an old bread. This bread is not today's bread. It's perspicacious. It's quick-sighted. It sees clearly. When you bring the stew, it will tell you, you didn't make this stew. It can see through. When you marry someone who is perspicacious, you see that you present the food, you say that it is beef, but he will tell you that this is pork. Or it is snake. <laughs> One of my Bible students was telling me that he's been eating the snakes on the campus. <laughs> <laughs> He said he ate a cobra the other day. And then he ate a python. And that the python was sweeter than the cobra. The python was nicer than the cobra. Oh, yes. 
We need such people around to eat the snakes. Are you listening to me? So, quick sighted. Now, if you, are, if you have that, it may, it may lead to two reactions. One is you become defensive about everything. When they say the salt is less, you say, I put the same salt that I always put. Sorry, we won't say it again. But on the other hand, it may teach you. Oh, yes. And then you see that if you, are, if you have that vocation, you may rather become a very good chef or cook. Yes, because the person is quick to see. And this food you have brought is withered. Is what? With that. Amen. So, don't forget, you need to find your place. Yes. I'll, I'll go as far as to say that there are some people who look like bad husbands or bad wives. And it is because of the place they have. It's because of the person they are married to. They look like bad wives. They look like bad husbands. Yes. Well, the person they are with, right, has caused them to even defend their existence. I think I, I, I think I'll, I'll wait and share these things with the marriage school. Those who are now getting married, I will share these things with you. Yes. Because of who they are married to, they have to defend their existence. Yes. Yes. Fight to survive. But they are actually good people. Yes. So it's, it's, it's again, who, where you are has made you look some way. I don't know if I'm, I'm, I don't know, but I think I heard one time Reverend Eastwood, you know, he came to church and he was preaching about um, something positioning, you know. And he, he gave an illustration. He said that, uh, what is the famous footballer we have in Ghana, Abedi Pele, that he used to play for Tamale United. Is it correct? Yes. And uh, nobody knew him. And then he was moved to where? France. From Tamale United. Those of you who are football, I me, mean, I don't watch these things. So say, I'm preaching, you should be saying all these things. He moved to where? Asek. In Ivory Coast. And then to France. Yes. You see, but in Tamale, he was not known. And he wasn't doing well or famous. But a relocation, do you see, a relocation to, to Marseille. And then suddenly, he's a world star, a world famous star. 
So just where you are. So you may be a singer. Dear singers, I tell you, it's not just singing. You know. Many people have a good range and a good voice to a point. You see, but sometimes it's where you are singing for. I met Ron Kenoli's pastor. You know Ron Kenoli? Lift him up. Said hi. All those songs we sing. Uh, what other song is there? Yeah. Hallowed be your name. And Ancient of Days. And what again? Solid Rock. Many songs. As soon as he moved from his church. That was it. Everything changed. And his disposition. So, your position. We are about to take an offering, but I'm giving you a key. Because in exchange for your offering, God is giving you a harvest of revelation of where to be. Yes. Look carefully and see. You'll be surprised that God wants to bless you. And show you something. But before we finish, I, I take my seat. We take the offering. I want to look at chapter 4. Of he that hath. Because it is a very powerful chapter. Yes. Everybody say chapter 4. I hope you will, read, you will read it. But you have to read it slowly. It says in the United States of America, the most commonly held view of poverty is that people become poor because of personal traits that they have. Alright? So if you take a nation, do you know any nation whose name begins with an alphabet? Okay, any such nation which becomes poor, do you see? It is believed that it is personal traits that the nation has that leads to the, the state that it is in. It's the nation and how things are done. Number two, it is believed that these traits cause a person to fail in life. And that the traits that lead to poverty range from personality issues to other traits like laziness and even educational levels. And number three, understand, look at number three. It says, in America, it is believed that it is always, always the individual's fault when he fails to climb out of poverty. Yes. It is always the individual's fault. Now, in Ghana, the news, look, I always remember the word neocolonialism. I think it was during the time of President Rawlings that we used to hear those words. I didn't really understand what neocolonialism, colonialism, IMF, this, World Bank, I mean, so many things were mentioned. Slavery, Slave trade, this, that. These days we don't hear 
those type of things. Why? I said, why? Is it I've done something? <laughs> Listen to me, my friend. It is always the individual's fault when he fails to climb out of poverty. It's been 60 years in Ghana since we had freedom. Ghana, our beloved country, is free forever. Huh? And we have failed to build a road a dual carriageway between four million people in Accra and another four million people in Kumasi to join us with a road, a safe road. Yes. Is it a pandemic? Is it Ukraine? Is it um, Russia? Is it the world economic order? Is it neo-colonialism? Is it the world institutions? What, are, what is it? Is it Cote d'Ivoire? Is it why? Ask your neighbor, why? Is it I have done something? Have I seen? This morning I was preaching about wound healing. How many of you attend Flow Church? Oh yes, you try to listen to the Flow Church. You have to acknowledge that you don't have to say 20% from this, 5% caused by this, 30% caused by this person. 8% 8% caused by this. It is you. When you see it that way, that is it. So as we are in Ghana, eh, nobody here should blame Ghana. Blame yourself. Stop looking around and say, ah, it is the government. No. Look, those who make mosquitoes spray are praying for more mosquitoes to come into the world. Those who make coffins are praying for people to die so that their business will grow. Those who have made mortuaries are praying for people to need refrigeration. Those who have built hospitals are hoping for people to be sick and come. Like they will not say it openly, but like it, it is. Supposing you, you make coffee and people don't stop, we stop dying. Your business is over. So many problems are actually your stepping stone to great things. So see it that way and do not blame somebody. If you are in Ghana, don't blame Ghana. There's not much difference in the ways of different groups. There's not much difference. So, learn not to blame. Sometimes I see people say, oh, the price of cement has gone. 
I've never been involved in building where the price is not going as though it's climbing a mountain, as if the cement has chosen to climb a mountain. Huh? I started building in my life in 1991. That's the first time I started buying cement. I've never been a year where the cement price doesn't go like this. It's going like this. It's going like this. It's going like this. So stop complaining and just start building or continue building. Yes. To put on the air conditioners that you are enjoying, it, it costs us 6,000 CDs to buy fuel. Today, it costs us 18,000 by the end of today to put on these air conditioners. The same generator in the same year. What you will do? Chale, stop complaining and blaming anybody. You get what I'm saying? We have to somehow survive. Oh, yes. So, that's why there are people in America where you want to go to. Ah, they are complaining every day. That's why in America they believe that poverty is caused by the person, it's not by the country. Yeah. So don't think, oh, if I was, if my ministry was in Nigeria, it would be big like Bishop Oede Post Ministry. Because there will be 150 million people to reach. You can easily think that way. Most churches in Nigeria are small. Most are small churches with some big ones. But most are small. Stop blaming anybody else. David, when Nathan came to see him and said, you have committed a sin. Did he turn to Nathan and say, it's not my fault. Look at where my balcony is. I've been working here for years. This woman rented a house just here. They moved there three months ago. And I've been here all this time before she came. And she started bathing at that place. When I'm praying, I open my eyes, I see that she's bathing. She's wiping herself and all this. Is it I've done something? <laughs> no, 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 no. David just said, it's, I'm the one. I'm the one. Yes. Anybody who is married, any problem in your marriage, just learn to say, Charlie, it is me. Because when you meet, you see that you both don't agree who is causing it. So God is helping you today. Amen. Amen. How many are ready to take responsibility and say, by the grace, whether I am in Ghana or Canada or Ukraine or whatever, I'll be there and I'll do well in Jesus' name. You know, my, I, have a, I have some pastor friends in Ukraine. They are doing their church. Church is going on Sunday, offering this 
some of their members have moved to Poland. They've also moved to Poland to go and have the church with members. You see large crowd in Poland. They have all come from Ukraine to have the church there. So it's like, okay, we, we'd rather move to Ukraine than they have in Kiev here. They are doing everything. We are here. There are no bombs by the grace. So, decide that whatever. Amen. Whatever. Those of you who come from homes, you cursing your parents every day. My father was as pleasant. I look at uh, so-and-so's father. He takes uh, his children swimming. My father has never even taken us to buy fufu at a chop bar before. <laughs> Stop it all. Start thanking God. Oh, I thank the Lord. 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 Thank the Lord. And in spite of whatever the situation is, God is going to bless you. And God is going to make you prosper. Look at yourself, me, me, and see yourself. I am the cause. You are divorced three times. Or you are for you see. You are divorced three times. See yourself as the fault. And just take it. If you don't see yourself, you, you, it will become five times. Yes. Chapter 4 says that it is believed that it is the fault. Always. is. Always look at the underlying part. It is believed that it is always the individual's fault when he fails to climb out of poverty. Always, always. Never say because you were transferred here. Never say it is because of this. I had one pastor say because he has been transferred many times. Never say that. I was also transferred from the Kodesh first love straight into the bush, into the classroom, into the whatever. Never say that because I've moved. The Kodesh is also there. And I have children. Never say, if I had grown-ups, if I had this, if I had this. Stop all those things. And start saying, I have to do well. Some of you, you are phlegmatic. You, are, you have no drive. You have no motive. What are the causes of intractable poverty? Put it up. You have no, almost about six of them apply to you. Lack of initiative, low interest in a good life. Where is it? Intractable poverty is most notably caused by laziness, which is in inverted commerce, which is characterized by a low interest in a good life. You are okay with the area that you live in. And you don't see anything wrong with it. Passivity. You are a flag. Flag. Ask your neighbor, are you a flag? Are you a flag? Passive. Hmm? What did they say? Iron self mandate chew. What does it mean? There's nothing that you can't do. I can even chew iron. Huh? It's okay. Lack of motivation and initiative. That's how you are. You are just there. 
a low intellect. If I ask you, how many here have a low intellect? Okay, how many don't have a low intellect? How many have a low intellect? That's what you not raise your hand, not raise your hand, but it's not raise your hand. But passivity. Okay, you say you I don't have a low intellect. What what exam did you do? What exam did you pass? What course did you do? What how did you pass? What grade did you get? Dependency thinking. Reliance on assistance for others. It's like intractable. Intractable means unremovable poverty. And now you want to blame somebody. You want to blame Ghana. Ghana was here before you were born, eh? You can't just get up and start blaming a country that was there before you came. <laughs> Ghana has been here. That's how Ghana is. That's how Ghana is for years. We have everything and we have also nothing. But that is how the country is. We've been here before you came on the scene. You can't just come to Ghana and start blaming the whole country. Do you know our name before we came? We were called Gold Coast. We've had gold for years. We've been here for years. You just come and you want to blame a whole country. Where is the thing? Where is the man? Somebody's passivities are passivities. He's telling somebody. Lack of life skills to plan and organize their life. Life skills. Normal life skills of planning. Bad training. And care of children by parents. Yeah. So bad training from your home. The best will be to see, and I know some families like that, where there are two sets of children. Sometimes the first set of children came when the father had, mo- had no money. And then the second set came when the father had money. Or the other way around. And you see the outcome. Depending on different. Some were sent to do, to work hard and whatever. Some were made to struggle and suffer. Go to school and work at the same time. Others had everything paid for them. And money was just sent. Anytime they want money, money was sent. They never worked. They never did and you see two different types of outcomes. So depending on the training that is given to the child. Yes. Bad training. So some of us is our bad training from home. Young girl, you don't know how to make meat pies. Hmm? You are looking at me. You are looking at me. So, Bishop, we don't eat meat pies. Meat pie represents many other things you don't know how to make. And you see, that one, nobody can say it in the house because you'll just be alone there. You can't do nero because when you were at home, they did not train you. 
Whereas some people were made to wake up at 4 a.m. and bake bread, fry fish, kill chickens. Some people can't eat chicken today because they kill chicken and they hate the smell of the old dead chickens. And you, you've never, even if you see a chicken move Money, this girl, I tell you, you better have money to go to restaurant every day. <laughs> and it's, it's not that you don't, you don't, you, you are not, it's just that you just, you just didn't have a good training at home. Yes, you don't know how to do NATO. You don't know how to even clean a bathroom because there was a servant who was always cleaning up your mess. When you were even, I mean, 12 years old, 14 years old, there were servants cleaning and doing everything. So you don't know NATO. That's why you live in a pigsty today. Oh yes, and you come out looking like a queen, but you came from a jumbo jungle, jumbo sail. <laughs> I think I'll stop talking about all these things because... <laughs> Training and care. Yes. So let us decide. Amen. I'm talking too much. Let us decide. Let us decide that I can make it and I can flourish and prosper, but it depends on me and I cannot blame anybody again. Some of you, you eternally blame people. Yes, eternally blame people. Wow. You see somebody has come from behind Sunyani, like behind. And he's been able to go to America. When he arrives there, and there's work. He said, what? I'll be there. 4 a.m., they start cleaning. You leave home at 4. You get to work at 5. The door opens 5. You clean the whole bank. They come at 7. You finish cleaning at 7. From 7, you go to another job. They say here, you go from 7, 8 to 4 or 5. Then from there, evening cleaning. You go and clean another office, 6 to 8. Then on Saturday, you go to work at a kitchen. And on Sunday, you are working in the mortuary to clean dead bodies. (laughs) Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And there are black people there. They will never lift their finger. Moving around, shooting, selling, stabbing, killing. In the same country. So, 
it's time for you to stop blaming. Those of you who are blaming Ghana, let me tell you, uh, Ghana was here since 1957. If you don't like it, go away to where, wherever you want to. Uh, we've been here like this, going through. And we are still here by the grace. I said we are here by the grace. Are you leaving or you are staying? Yeah. We are making it in the name of Jesus. You can make it. You can make it. You can make it. You can make it. I want, I don't, I want you to be like David. When they said, it's your fault, it's my fault. Oh, there's nobody. Is it not interesting? David never mentioned Bathsheba. He never mentioned anybody in this whole saga. She tempted me. I was tempted. It is 40% her fault, 60% my fault. It can never be 100%. Nathan, if you are talking to me, you have to call her as well. Because me, I was pure before I met her. In those days, if I last after anybody, I married a person. This is how I am. This Bathsheba, I was there and realized I have fallen. And I was here before she rented the house and made her bathroom upstairs. And was bathing without curtains. <laughs> Are you listening? Tell somebody me I'm making it all. You you be keep on complaining. Keep on complaining. I'm making it. Those of you who are complaining about your small marriage that you've married, short time you marry, look at the things you are saying. If somebody was to get your husband there, how the person would be happy? Huh. The person will be smiling all the day long and singing, I'm really enjoying this marriage. Having what? I'm having a lot of fun. And what? I can't hear you. Eating whatever I want. Where are these singers? The singers have abandoned me to preach and to sing. Like I should sing myself. It's like I said that I was, I said I'm taking off and I'm singing, so I should sing. I should just sing, it's okay. Having a lot of fun, eating whatever I want, receiving all the love, all the attention. What you are complaining about, somebody will be singing this song, receiving all the love. You are saying, look at this man, he doesn't have time for whatever and so on. Somebody will say, I'll be receiving all the love. Where is Kezai? Where is Kezai? What is she doing? Ah. Mm -hmm. Somebody will say, "Mm -hmm." and you are saying, oh, oh, oh. (laughs) It is you who has a problem, I'm telling you. Houston, you got a problem. I want you to know God has determined no matter what is happening and you know I feel that I'm just prophesying to my children and those that have faith in the words that are coming that God has determined that no matter what is happening no matter the famine no matter the circumstance no matter the mistakes that have been made before that God can help you and God can give you grace and wisdom to do well financially in the name of Jesus Christ. And I believe that all the children that God has given me, 
those here, those online, onlineers, online, 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 online. Oh yeah, Facebook and YouTube members. God is blessing you. And it's going to help your hand to be strong and steady your hand and give you wisdom to see the right place and to take the right decisions and to stop focusing on outsiders and others and stop blaming anybody or anything for whatever situation you are in. Father, thank you for everyone today. Thank you for your children who are learning early. Early how to prosper. Thank you that prospering is not just by giving offerings, but there are other things that we have to do. And that Lord, you are showing us all other aspects of true prosperity. Prosperity that is rent free. Prosperity that is strong. And that goes on in spite of whatever is happening. We give you thanks. We give you praise. And Lord, as we come to sow seeds, I thank you for everyone here. Oh, we have faith, Lord. Your word says that give and it shall be given to you. Good measure. When I sent you, lacked you anything. When I sent you, lacked you anything. Lord, it was your way of saying you were behind it all. We thank you that we lack nothing as we give and as we sow our seed. In the name of Jesus, I pray for every person as we take our CDs, our dollars, our euros. We thank you for the blessing that multiplies back to us in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray with thanksgiving. Amen. God bless you. Take out your offering. And next week Sunday is Foreign Currency Sunday. Yes. You know, when I was praying, I I realized that if you sow dollars, you reap dollars. Sometimes people come, so I want to sow a seed. What you don't realize is that everything you are doing, it is that same thing that is going to come back to you yes so next Sunday I want everybody if you anything that you have that is a foreign currency just bring it even if it's one dollar so that you add it to your offering say Lord I'm sowing dollars maybe you don't have any dollar you can ask your neighbor Charlie you get foreign currency I need some foreign currency for seed sowing oh yes God is going to bless you mightily. Father, bless us as we sow our foreign currencies also. In Jesus' name. Take out your offerings and let me pray online. If you want to give a part of this amazing service, take out your offering, your gift. God is going to bless you greatly. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the gift, the grace of giving. Thank you for your abundant blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen.
What a blessing. One more time for the Greater Love Gospel Singers. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't think your hand clap was good enough. And um, on behalf of the First Love Church, we want to send our apologies to Pastor Kobe Ogo for what happened here today. We know by now his heart must be beating. Amen. And Asides' mother was also here watching him. So we applaud him for boldness. Amen. But one more time, what a wonderful time we just had in the Jazzberry concert. Amen. It's time for the word of God. And I want you to believe that nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. And I think Satan wants you to believe that some things are impossible in your life. But the house of God is the house of possibility. And today, I want us to believe that God can do something more. God can do something great. You know, when Prophet was taking the offering, I was thinking about how the church used to be in CC. It was not easy there. We were happy, but when I look back there, God has transformed something. God has moved, and God has done miracles. How many of you believe that God is a miracle-performing God? Now, that is, Daddy told us something some, a long time ago. Uh, and he tells us all the time that what happens to the church is a reflection of what is about to happen in your life. And the same way God has brought us from where we were to where we are now, I want to prophesy to you that as you are in the house of God, there is a miracle around the corner. There's an answer to every question and there's a solution to every problem. So we have a song we sing in our church. It says nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. How many of you are believing God for something? Believing that God is going to do something in your life? Let's sing it together. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in Everybody singing, nothing is impossible. It's impossible because we're trusting in His word. Hark into the voice. Hark into the voice of God's need. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. Thank you for the blessing 
of today thank you for bringing us here again we are grateful in Jesus name amen all right you may be seated now next Sunday is a Higam Sunday is that right so we have uh, the whole weekend yes evangelists Jonathan Shuttlesworth coming all the way from America he's actually in Catherine Kuman's hometown I mean city yes so that's a great blessing we'll be blessed and um, next week I'll also be starting 21 days of glory at the Kodesh yes it's a program there 21 days of glory so next week Sunday will be day one of the 21 days of glory amen so be praying God is doing great things and also we are going to be having many Hagams. we are just finalizing I mean you'd be happy to see Benny Hinn here on Sunday morning A, a great church has great people. A great church has great men of God coming there. So that is a blessing. So I, I pray that you not miss. Those of you who are always late, you decided that you've chosen your own time. But no problem. Before you come, you see, you've, when you come to church, Benin has finished preaching and he's, he's gone. You are now coming after. So, now this morning is another anointing service. So, I feel like praying for you and um, I want you to believe in the anointing. Isaiah 61. Isaiah chapter 61 The anointing Amen Now This is Jesus Remember when Jesus came To the world The son of God This is what he said And this was his first message Holy Spirit, lead and bless everyone here. Touch every life, I pray, by your power, in Jesus' name. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. And he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim, proclaim liberty to the captives. And the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Amen. And to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The day of vengeance of our God. And to comfort all that mourn. Amen. So this is the prophecy of Isaiah. Amen. And 
this is going to be a great blessing to every one. Now, through the anointing, number one, all right, you become a preacher. Now, imagine you who have always needs to be preached to, becoming the preacher. I remember a brother who gave a testimony that he decided that he would never enter a church, even for a wedding, a funeral. It's serious. But by the power of God, God save him. He's sitting here today. Yes. So, the power of God is very wonderful in its ability to change you and make you used by God in one way or another. Lift your hand and say, I shall be used by the Lord. How many want God to use you? How many want the devil to use you? Yes. So the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach. And so receive right now the ability to preach. Amen. Many times if you are in a hospital, you'll be grateful that you are not the one who is being operated upon. But you are the one who is operating. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. You, you, may, you may be grateful to God that even though you are in the hospital, you are, maybe if, as if you are a medical person, you are the one maybe helping somebody rather than the one who is in that difficulty that has to be cut and help and all those kind of things. So, in the church, there are two groups. Those that have to be helped and need so much attention. And then there are those who are giving attention to people and caring for people. And today, I transfer you in the name of Jesus to the group that are helping and ministering and blessing people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Number two, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Now, how do you bind the brokenhearted? You bind the brokenhearted or comfort the brokenhearted because of the anointing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. So that he, because he has anointed me for this. So the anointing heals your broken heart. So whatever, and broken heart is... This life you've come to disappointment, discouragement, maybe you are new. Is there anybody who has been disappointed? Oh, already? Raise your hand if you've been disappointed by something. Oh, yes. Now, sometimes 
people are so disappointed that they are discouraged for life and they are hurt for life. Now today, whatever disappointment you have experienced, amen. Can you distribute the oil? Because you have oil. I want us to have the oil. Amen. And I want you to believe. Look, we are, it's a church. And the things that are going on here is not logic. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. I want you to, I want you to be anointed. Yeah, put a drop of the oil. Take the oil now. And as we are, uh, as I'm preaching and faith comes, you just rub on your head again over and over. It says to heal the broken hearted. Right now, whatever disappointment you have experienced that has been a setback, a setback in your life, by that oil, by the anointing, he has anointed me to heal the broken hearted. I see your life recovering, recovering in Jesus' name. Amen. Receive it. Please take a bit of oil and put on your head. That's what we are doing today. Amen. Just a drop. You just need a drop. You don't need... Please don't spoil our capital. Do you know how we bought this carpet? Ah. If you are online... Hello? If you are online, go to the kitchen and get some oil. Now you see why you don't buy, you don't have oil to cook. You just go and buy food. But you see, today you are hot. Get Vaseline or get any cream. You are going to use it as the anointing. Amen. And you will be anointed today. I want, I want to pray for everybody do you, know, do you know why? A shepherd is supposed to, a shepherd will rub oil. I learned from Benny Hinn, he was described, he said, the, the animals are so affected by the flies that sit on them and bite them. Do you see? So the shepherd would take oil and rub it into their uh, fur and rub it on them and it drives away the flies. So the anointing drives away the evil spirits. And the negative powers that want to afflict the sheep. And the shepherd is supposed to rub the, you are supposed to rub the sheep with the oil. And that anointing, it will affect them. Oh, yes. All my first love children are anointed. You are anointed, Mado Zindo, 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 Zindo. All your broken hearts are healed today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Sit down, otherwise you stand at the whole message. I mean, you can do that if you want, but I'm just telling you. Number three. Are you ready to receive? He says, he has, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's verse one. He has anointed me to proclaim liberty to the captives. So today, any form of captivity in your life is ending not by psychology, not by discussions, 
not by even preaching, but by the anointing, you are free from captivity. Receive it in Jesus' name. Any girl that is under the captivity of a man, I set you and command you to be free from that captivity. You cannot stop. You cannot stop being abused. You cannot stop fornicating. You cannot stop having sexual experiences. In the name of Jesus, I command your liberation from captivity. In Jesus' name. Every relationship that you are connected to, that you can't stop, you can't come out. In the name of Jesus, by the anointing, put the oil on your head. You are free now. In Jesus' name. Today is the end of that relationship. I said today is the end of that relationship. Now, every habit that you are a captive to, you, are, you, you, you need to do it. You have to do it. Every habit, sexual habit, pornographic habit, sinful habit, drugs, medicine, uh, smoking, weed, any captivity, captivity, it has held you. It says, I'll never let you go. I open the mouth of the snake and disconnect the snake from your flesh in the realm of the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Say amen three times. Amen. You are going out of your prison. I said you are going out of your prison. Now verse 2, Isaiah 61. It says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance. That's what the anointed does. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to do all these things and to proclaim the acceptable year and to comfort all that mourn. Now, anyone who is crying and sad, do you see, sad and unhappy, today, listen, all forms of unhappiness, chronic inability to smile, in the name of Jesus, you are delivered from inability to smile. Today, I was counseling a couple And the bride was telling me that she is unhappy. Usually just unhappy in life. Not that she's unhappy with the relationship. But she's just generally an unhappy person. And that she's not happy. So I said, oh, I've canceled canceled the marriage was December. So I've canceled it. So I said, did you see me after church? If the happiness is able to come back by 6 o'clock this evening we reconsider the marriage. But other than that, it's off. Hey! You are already unhappy. You have not seen inside marriage. One day I met an old man and he pointed his walking stick at his wife. His wife was going out. And he said, always angry. 
always angry. Why? When I say why, I say why? Is it that I've done something? Is it that I've sinned that I should marry somebody who is unhappy? Why? I declare happiness in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Oh, yes. Now I predict the sound of laughter in your house. I predict the sound of joy in your house. I predict the sound of happiness in your house. Music and dancing. Oh, yes. One day I met a couple and I said, Are you okay? So we are very happy. We have decided to be Adam and Eve in our house. Yes, we have locked the gate and everywhere. We are Adams and Eves in the house. Hey! There are levels of happiness. May no sad serpent which bites and brings painful things into life enter your garden in Jesus' name. You comfort all that more. Lay your hands on your pillow, the pillow in the house that you've been crying into. Father, and online, you've been crying into your pillow. Make yourself mobile, 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 pitiful type of mobileless home. In the name of Jesus, we command this pillow to receive tears of joy. No more tears of sorrow. In Jesus' name. The prophecy you believe is a prophecy that you will experience. Amen. Now, Oh, I can see transformation taking place. Number five. To give them beauty for ashes. To give them what? Beauty for ashes. Wow. Ah. God is giving you beauty. From today, eh, by the anointing, you are declared beautiful. Even the brothers are beautiful. Even the brothers are beautiful. Even brothers are beautiful. What does beautiful mean? Attractive. So people will like you. Ah, you didn't understand. I said people will like you. And people will choose you. People will like you and people will choose you. Amazing. People have been choosing Jesus for 2,000 years. Even us, we are choosing Jesus. Who is your greatest hero? Is it not Jesus? Is it not Jesus, the savior of the world, your savior? Is he not our greatest, I mean, most attractive person ever? Is Jesus. Yes. So beautiful. We can sing songs about Jesus. Jesus, I need. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I feel you. 
touch you. No one wants to feel you. You see, you would have thought that as a lady, you bow means people would want you or even need you. Sing it again. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you and all of your enjoy you. No one says, I can't get enough of you. Put your hand on your head. From today, you will hear somebody say, I can't get enough of you. I can't get enough of you. Receive beauty for ashes. Receive beauty for ashes. Receive beauty for ashes. Receive beauty for ashes. In the name of Jesus. You are declared attractive. Somebody needs you. Somebody wants you. Somebody wants to touch you. Somebody wants to be with you. Somebody wants to feel you. Receive the spirit of beauty for ashes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Wrap some more oil on your head. It is entering you step by step. Pa ma la so ta ba ba ra cha ba da la ma da. Now, then he says, the oil of joy for mourning. Oh, receive joyful. Every melancholic, you say you are melancholic. Look, since you heard of temperaments, you say you are melancholic, and you have made yourself a melancholic person who cannot be happy, who does not smile, who does not. Today I've changed your temperament in the name of in the realm of the spirit I've changed your temperament. You are now a joyful person. I said you are now a joyful person. Ah. Tamaru sataba ola shabara masandola bakabaladara. You know, one time I heard Benny Hinn, he was sharing about that. I don't know the details. I'm, I may make a mistake in the little sort of narration, but, you know, he said some people were looking for him one time, and he was in the church in Canada. So, and they, they, they asked, how can we find him when we go to the church? We are looking for Benny. Do you know Benny? He said, oh, I know Benny. He's there. So when I get to the church, how would you know? How would I know? He said, oh, you can't miss him. He's a happy person. He's full of joy. That's the sign of the anointing already. Oil of joy. Oil of joy. Oil. The oil of joy. The anointing is actually a joyful oil. Hey, put some of the joyful oil on your head. Lord, 
thank you for joyful oils upon our heads. In the name of Jesus Christ. You know, when you come to the first love church and you see them singing songs and love and joy and happiness, it's all the anointing. It's the joy, it's the oil of joy. It's it's an oil that brings joy. The oil of joy. The spirit of happiness. There are some people when they are in the room, there's some heaviness. They don't say anything about anything. They are just they're just looking at you. There's some heaviness. In the name of Jesus, let the power of heaviness and heavy presences that lomo that make everything difficult. You can't lift the environment, you can't break through because of heaviness. Let it break right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. No more heaviness around your life. It's gone in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey. Tamausa imobala bashoma dele bakabalala. Meta ola koma bandola sande mama shabala balala. Taima ola o papara manso mendele bakatabalala. Receive joy, the oil of joy, oil of joy for your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, oh, yes, the spirit of heaviness over emphasis on dignity, over emphasis on stateliness is gone in Jesus' name. Hey. That they may be called, number seven, trees of fornication. Anyone here who is a tree of fornication, that thing is gone from you from today in the name of Jesus. Trees of drunkenness, trees of lewdness, trees of wickedness, trees of badness is gone. He says, you shall be called trees of righteousness trees of righteousness trees of righteousness receive now take some of the oil and put all over you like this some anywhere you can put i am a tree of righteousness the planting of the lord put some of the oil all forms of sin and wickedness evil is gone from your life in the name of jesus christ this is the effect of the holy oil, the holy anointing. From today, all the wickedness of your life, it is expunged and removed by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Ah, 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 You know, if you don't have the power of God, you can't live a righteous life. Sometimes you look at people, you realize that as for falling, you will fall. As for sinning, you will sin. But by the power of God, by the power of God, 
Mato makabalo mashe barabanasada pari ambele manama shandala baba mata barada balada berini balini balini babanda baba mana sando mashe balama sandala bakabala dalaba mambari sando la mambara mashe balaba sandala de basaka tabala dabara pale berida banda bandola me mashe balama sandala pare mandala mato se balaka tabala pale barabanda pale barabanda mata malede balaka palo dabandala Marimana Shimalaba, Parama Mandalaba, Sotaba, the Kibalabalabalabala, Palabadaba. Receive the power of God. Receive the power of God. Power to be righteous. Power to become a tree that exudes righteousness, holiness, sanctification, tree of righteousness, the planting of the Lord Jesus. Oh, yes. Amen. Ah, I think you have to sit down for this one because you, you, you may fall. And they, verse 4, and they shall build the old wastes. They shall do what? Build. Just underline they shall build. They shall build. Today I want to show you one of the greatest effects of anointing. Oh yes. How many want to see? Now, those of you in the technical side, find the image of Zachariah's vision of the olive trees. And I want you to show us that picture. A vision of the olive trees. But look at Zechariah chapter 4, verse 1. Matabara. Matola me kabele ne Zechariah chapter 4 verse 1 And the angel that talked with me came and waked me up verse 2 and said What seest thou? And he said I can see a candlestick of gold That's what I want to show as a picture of and with a bowl on the top of it and seven lamps and seven pipes the seven lamps which are on the top of it Hey, And verse 3 and there are two olive trees standing by this lamp. One on the right, one olive tree on the left. Verse 4. And I answered and said, ah, What are these? They have not a funny, very funny vision. What is this? Are you ready for revelation? Verse 5. Then the angel that talked with me answered and said, You don't know what you say. And he said, No, I don't know what it is. Then verse 6. That was the river. But then he answered and spoke unto me and said, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Say, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So Zerubbabel was being shown a vision of anointing. And they were showing him that it's not by any human effort or power but by the anointing. Now read verse 7. What is it? What is Zerubbabel going to do? And he said, Who art thou great mountain? Mountain means obstacle. Before Zerubbabel, eh? before Zerubbabel, it's not a pastor. That's why I say everybody here is receiving this anointing. You don't have to be a pastor to receive this anointing. You just have to be called whatever in the realm of the spirit. Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plague and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, 
Alright? He shall bring forth the headstone thereof, shouting and crying grace. Look at verse 8. Wow. No, no, verse 7. Verse 7. Who are thou, O mountain? He shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings. Amen. So Zerubbabel was sent to build the temple. Let's carry on. The next verse, the word came, verse 8, then verse 9, go on. The hand of Zerubbabel has laid the foundation. You see, anointing, one of the big things about anointing is building, building, building. He said they shall build. So this, all this big, big vision in Zechariah is about building because he says what? Look at the verse. He says the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation and his hand also shall finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. What was anointing for? What was the anointing for? For building and building the house of God. That's the vision. Look at it. You see one olive tree, another olive tree, and then it's feeding the lamp of oil. So it's just anointing producing light. So he was asking, what is it for? He says, it is for Zerubbabel to be empowered to build the house of God. That is why these church buildings, you're talking about anointing without power. You know, the obstacles and the mountains that are before us, the troubles that we have in building churches and building, just to build anything at all. It takes power. And that's why few people are even able to build their own personal houses. And that's why today, whether building the church or building your own personal house, I decree and I declare that an anointing eh, show us that vision again. God is showing everybody here in this house the same vision. You see, this is a vision of anointing. The source and origins of anointing. An olive tree furnishing the lamp with oil. Namasando basala baka. For what? To lay a foundation and to finish building a house and to move into the house. To lay a foundation and to build anything by the power of God and to build the church of God. Receive the grace, receive the oil, receive the anointing to build the house of the Lord and to build your own personal house. Now, lift your right hand. This hand shall build the house of God. Lift it up. Put oil on this hand. I don't know if you have oil. Those of you online, I hope you are part of this. Just an anointing service. Put oil on your right hand. Listen. You shall be used to build the house of God. You shall be used to build the house of God. You shall be used to build the house of God. Receive a grace to build. Now, your left hand is your hand of your weakness. You shall be used to build your own house and your own houses. Lift it up right now. Receive the grace to build your own house and your own houses. Plural, plural, plural. In the name of Jesus. Now lift up the two hands. Father, these are the hands of builders. 
builders of the house of God and builders of their own houses. As Solomon built the temple and then he was seven years building his own house, may they be anointed to build, for you said they shall build the old wastes in the name of Jesus. Receive the grace to be builders in Jesus' name. Amen. I thank God that in the first love church, all my pastors I started with, they are all building houses. Either they are finished building or they are building small, small boys. Small, 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 small boys. They have all built houses. Building houses. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, I thank God that he has slammed on you. I'm telling you, it is the spirit of the Lord upon me that even I have the idea that I will build 500 of these type of churches. It's the anointing, it's the power that came upon me that you can build this one, build 500 of this one, build 1,000, build the churches. Yes, it's anointing. How many churches, charismatic churches, have been able to build as many as a thousand buildings? That's a, those are the numbers that we have in the, our fathers. The, our fathers, the grown-ups, presbyters, and others. Yes. May you be, from today, whichever country, wherever you live, whoever is watching, when this anointing falls upon you, you are declared a builder with your right hand and a builder with your left hand. With your right hand, you build the house of God. With your left hand, you build your own houses in the name of Jesus Christ. And let me hear your loudest amen. Sit down. Remember, we are just looking at Isaiah 61. From verse 1. From verse 1. From verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to do this, to do this, to preach, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty. Verse 2. To do what again? To proclaim acceptable year, to comfort them that are mourning. And then verse 3. To appoint beauty for ashes. So, so many people became beautiful this afternoon. Ah, so many girls became beautiful today. When I say you became beautiful, I mean you became attractive in the realm of the spirit. You know, one day I was preaching, I think I was on the left here, and uh, I, I, I gave an example. There was a, a sister, she's from the north somewhere, and I gave an example. There was a brother, he said that when I asked the girl to stand up and I asked her a question, he was sitting, if I didn't know her, he said he felt attracted to her. And I said, you, you like that girl. You didn't know her. And he married her. He's, he's with her on a mission. He said, just, he just became attracted to her. He was behind her even. He didn't know what she even looked like. I remember when they came, they were married and they were going. Yeah, I, he always had that testimony. He said, I just became. Somebody will become attracted to you. And, and when, you go to, when you go to work, people will be attracted to you. Not to have sex with you. They'll, they'll, they'll be drawn. He said, I want that person in the cabinet. I want that person up there. I want that person at the higher place. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. So, the anointing is coming on you. Verse 3, to appoint uh, verse 3, to appoint them that mourn, uh, beauty for ashes, garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, and they will be called trees of righteousness. Many of you, you became 
righteous this afternoon. God enable you to be a tree of righteousness. And then verse 4. And they shall build. What is my underlining? And they shall build. They shall build. Oh yes. God is going to use you to build. Amen. And they shall restore the old wastes. Thank God. Not everybody that you will be with will be perfect. Some will be old wastes that have been raised up. Oh yes. Maybe you are here, you feel like you are waste. Waste paper basket. So many people have used you. Urinated on you. And into you. And upon you. You feel useless. There are people, when you come to church, you feel people are not like you. Not knowing that you are even better than a lot of people. Satan will be telling you that, hey, you are not like these people. You see how they are happy. You are not so happy. It's all a lie. The devil is lying to you. He's trying to drive you out of the church and tell you, you don't belong here. You belong somewhere else. But this is the power of God. They shall build the old wastes and they shall raise up what was formerly desolate, what was formerly useless, and they shall repair the waste cities. The anointing to repair. The anointing to repair desolations which have taken generations to, to come to. God is anointing you to repair and restore something that has fought for a long time in your life. In the name of Jesus. And number nine, uh, verse, the next verse, verse five. And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. Huh? You have international servants. International. You see, when anytime I see somebody, so my chef is from Togo. My uh, watchman is from Guinea. Aha, uh-huh. I see, this is that anointing on. Ida Hosa, he used to have, it was a white man who used to hold his briefcase. When, when I saw him the last time he came to Ghana, a white man was holding his briefcase and walked behind him like this. It's anointing on. A sign of the anointing is the internationalization. Today, a brother from another country, he said, I want to stay with you here. I said, you are welcome, you can stay. Oh yes, stay, just stay here. It's a sign of the power and of the anointing. The different nations and the different countries. He said, a stranger... You know, do you know in Israel they used to deport people, but at a point I met some Ghanaians, I don't know, this was some years ago, I don't know if it's still the case. They said, oh, usually they don't deport them. I said, how come? He said, oh, because of Isaiah. That, you see, the Ghanaians were in Israel working as different things. So they said, oh, Isaiah, because that's their Bible, that's their Torah. Strangers shall stand and feed your flock. So straight foreigners like Ghanaians, Nigerians, and others, we are all there working. Fulfilling scriptures and prophecies. 
<laughs> so he said they don't deport them because it's like it's a fulfillment of scriptures. Yes. I feel an international grace upon your life. I said I feel an international grace upon your life. Oh yes. If you are here and you are not from Ghana, I want you to know that I do and we take a we are we actually are very happy that you are around. It's like for me, Isaiah says that it means I'm anointed. When I see you, it means I'm anointed. It makes me happy. Don't I want to feel anointed? I like to feel anointed. So never feel that you are not part or you don't belong here. Or no, no, no. Those are their satanic ideas. Yes, they are satanic ideas. This week I consecrated into the ministry bishops. Yes, I consecrated. I consecrated a Kenyan. I consecrated a Zimbabwean. I consecrated a Mozambican. Three different countries. Yes, and then a Ghanaian. Oh, yes. Eight, 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 18 new bishops in the first love church. Yes. Wow. Power belongs to God. Power belongs to God. Mm. You, are, you are moving beyond your borders. You know, Reinhard Bonke, I met him one day, just with me and him alone. He was sitting here, I was sitting here. And he asked me a question. He said, do I know a certain man works for him. The man is a Ghanaian. He said, do I know? He said, that man is a secret to my ministry. Yeah. You see, what people don't know is that international people from another country sometimes can be a secret to another. You see, all the Ghanaian business, you are stuck in Ghana. Maybe your next expansion is actually another country. Yes. May the Lord make you a truly international man. Truly international man. I have Nigerians who work for me 24 hours a day in Nigeria. You will never believe it. Yeah. I am always, I don't want to use the word proud or excited about other nationals. Yeah, because it's a sign of the anointing. Yes. Receive. You, you, you are no more a Dansoman champion. I said you are no more a Dansoman champion. You are an international champion in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, the anointing is wild. How many realize that the anointing is wild? Number 10. And you shall be called priests of the Lord. Priests of the Lord. And men shall call you ministers of God. Hey, what a blessing. And an honor to be called a minister of God. Yeah. 
You know, when I first started traveling, when they asked me, what are you? Who are you? What are you? I used to say doctor. I'm a doctor. But one day I realized, I know. I'm a priest. So what are you? I'm a pastor. Men shall call you ministers of our God. The honor that God has given me in my life because I'm a minister, if I compare to the honor I have because I'm a doctor, it's one to hundred. The honor from being a priest is, if it's hundred units, the honor for being a doctor is one unit in my life. Oh yes. So it's a very, those of you who do, I don't want to be a pastor. I know, hey me, hey me, I can't do that. What is the word? I don't, hey me, I'm a cannibal. Shut up. You won't even get poop. Oh no, poop. Oh no, poop. It's a great honor to be called a priest of the Lord. All of you young men, it's an honor to be called a priest of the Lord. A priest of the Lord. A minister of God. A minister of God. A minister of God. Don't be confused by your sexual desires and your temptations. Actually, ministers don't have such. Share. You see some pastors with 19 children. Huh? <laughs> don't be confused. Your desires doesn't disqualify you. You are still a priest of God and a minister of God. Take some oil on your hand. Put it on your head. Men shall call you. They will not call you that foolish boy. They will not call you that foolish boy. That guy, that I mean, vagabond area boy. I mean, that useless guy, that dropout, that Jimakbala uh, or whatever. Father, thank you that everybody who said he didn't like to be called a minister shall also now be called a minister of God. And thank you for those that shall be named priests of the Lord. Priests of the Lord. Priests of the Lord. Let many who are listening to me become priests of the Lord. Priests of the Lord. Through the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit that is at work. In Jesus name. Amen. Wow. How many are enjoying the anointing? Hey, this anointing is very I tell you, it's very well. Are you ready for more? Fasten your seatbelts. And if you have a seatbelt that has only a lower part, it will not work. You need this one and the one that is like this. But what is about to come upon you now? Look at it. It says you shall be called priests of the Lord. And then you shall eat the riches of the Gentiles. That means you are going to eat the riches of euros. Safer. And what other currency? Dollar. Say dollar, dollar, 
riches of Gentiles. A Gentile is outsiders. In Hebrew, they say goy, the, the Gentile, the goys, the outsiders, the unbelievers. By the anointing, whatever belongs to unbelievers shall now be transferred into the house of the Lord. Receive the power of God. Receive the riches of the Gentiles. Receive the houses and the cars and the diamonds and the silver and the gold of the Gentiles in the name of Jesus. One time I went to pray and the Lord showed me some years ago. He said, I'm going to give you this number of millions of dollars. And you use it to build. Then he told me another smaller amount. He said, I'm going to give you that amount. I always remember the amount. I'm going to give you this amount. And you are going to use it for something else. Millions. He showed me, I'm going to give you this number of hundreds of millions of dollars. Years ago. To build. What do you think we are using now? Is that money that he showed me that he will give me the riches of the Gentiles to build the house of the Lord? That's the power to build the temple, Zerubbabel, Zerubbabelic anointing to lay foundations and to finish buildings. Hey, all this is part of anointing. Hmm. Majumba, Majimombuzunu, Metsune Bombrisbe, Paromelede, Mandolebese. Why do you bother to seek for money? Why do you bother to seek for riches? Seek for the anointing. With the anointing come all these things are following anointing. That's why me, you, you never see me looking for money. Searching for money or befriending people to get money. No, 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 no. I'd rather befriend anointed people. The more anointed I am, the more the riches of the Gentiles will be following me. There will be nowhere that you cannot enter because of money. Receive the power of God on your life in the name of Jesus. Now, trotros are being promoted to Taxis, taxis are being tra- uh, promoted to Ubers and boats. And boats and Ubers are being promoted to your own car. Receive your own car. Receive your own car. Receive the riches of the Gentile. In the name of Jesus. Every pastor listening to me, your church will be, people will wonder your, your church is a car dealership. Whether you are selling cars. Last week when the road was blocked, you should have seen our cars parked at the other side. You think that we are selling cars. Let the riches of the Gentiles follow the little boys and the little girls. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, the first time, one time I traveled abroad and I uh, went to a foreign country to preach. When I got there, I thought that the country that I was going to, that I thought that where I flew to 
was the country. But not knowing that, oh, instead of sending a car to pick me, they are sent a private jet. When I got into the jet, I was alone. Oh, yes. Aeroplanes will be sent to pick you up from places. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that will come to pass. I said, hey, I never, I've never sat in one of these before. I didn't know what it was like. I said, wow. God was just showing me things. The riches of the Gentiles. You'll be experiencing everything. Some of you have seen the word Hilton. Have you heard of Hilton? Have you heard of Sheraton before? Have you heard of Marriott? These three, you will sleep in all three in the name of Jesus. Yes. You, you, hmm. I don't mean that you'll be a cleaner. I don't mean that you'll be a cleaner in, in the hotel room. I don't mean that you'll be a security guard in the hotel. I said you will sleep there by the grace of God in the name of Jesus. Number 12. Isaiah 61 and verse 7. And then for your shame, you shall have double. Think about the most shameful thing of your life. How many can just identify? Let us take, you want one, two, or three shameful things? Three. (laughs) Three shameful. I'm prophesying about these three shameful things. I said, I'm prophesying about these three shameful things. Receive three double honors for three shameful things. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. I said, receive double honor. One day I met someone. uh, And before I met the person. One person who hates me went to see the person and spent a long time saying many bad things about me. So, in my heart, I thought, oh, these people, this man despised me. I don't have a chance. The Bible says, he that pleaded his cause first sounded just. Once you, you are the first to speak, you always look right. And as for me, I won't even bother to even talk about whatever. But later, I saw that the man's admiration and respect for me had now doubled and increased. Where you thought people would not respect you again, eh? while while so Amilo, where you feel you have lost importance, reputation, whatever, receive double honor for every shame that has been associated with your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Wow. Number 13. And their seed shall be known among the Gentiles. Their seed. Now, anyone who is watching, you have a child or you have children, take some oil, put the oil 
if you have a handkerchief, I want you to pray for your child and those of you who are going to have children. You see, those of you who don't have children, you don't know what children, children are the cause of a lot of heartbreaks. Some of you, you've broken your parents' hearts. How many have broken your parents' hearts? Hmm, you are raising your hand happily. Yeah, yeah, I've broken my, I've broken my parents' heart. I've broken my parents' heart. Everyone, listen, if you don't, even if you don't have a child, take some oil, if you have a handkerchief, put it on the handkerchief. And we are going to use it to apply it on your child. I don't know how, but just take it. I'm going to pray over this specific handkerchief. Oh, yes. I think it was this morning. I don't know when I, I prayed for handkerchiefs. It, is it today? I think it's today. Yes, this morning. He said their seed shall be known among the Gentiles. That means you have important children. You will have what? Important children. And their offspring among the people. Your child will be known and important. And all that see them shall acknowledge them. And that they will acknowledge that they are the seed which the Lord has blessed. Lift it up. Those watching online are part of this anointing service. I am praying for your children and for your children that shall be born, children that are in the womb, children that are part of your life. May everyone who sees your child say that this is the seed which the Lord has blessed. This is the seed which the Lord has blessed. This is the child which the Lord has blessed. Their seed shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. May the blessing of the Lord be upon your child, your children, your family because of the anointing. Let me hear your loudest amen. Wow. 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 And anyone who has broken your father's heart or your mother's heart, put your handkerchief also on your heart like this. Father, let us repair all broken hearts of parents. That hearts that we've broken and hurt so badly. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for healing and restoration. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, are you listening? Oh, yes. Number 14. I'm prophesying. Oh, Lama, I know maybe it doesn't make sense to you, but. Uh, oh, yes. Now. Verse. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation and he hath covered me with a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments and as a bride adorneth herself with jewels you are going to be clothed with the garments of salvation 
That means two things. One, God is going to save you. And two, God is going to make you concerned about salvation. You are going to be sponsors of salvation. Sponsors of church buildings. Sponsors of evangelism. And salvation. And participants with soul winning salvation activities. He said, you'll be clothed with the garments of salvation. This is part of the anointing. Yes. Now, I want to show you one thing. Which person, which pastor in America was given the world-recognized funeral that Billy Graham received? No pastor, with no matter how big your church is. But Billy Graham, eh, he was put in the Congress or wherever, Capitol Hill. He was laid in state there. Every president, past and present, visited to honor him. Yeah. Why? What, what was his topic? He had never had any topic about anything in the Bible except pure salvation. Receive the garments of salvation and may it be heavy on you. Amen. Your concern for salvation, your concern for evangelism, pure soul winning, pure evangelism, Amen. pure church planting, Amen. grace of God to win souls, Amen. grace of God to do this work, Amen. garments of salvation Amen. coming upon you right now. Now rub your head, rub your head, rub your head. Rub your head. You are an anointed servant of God with the garment of salvation. In the mighty name of Jesus. May thousands listen to you preach as you wear the garments of salvation. And the last one. Verse 11. For as the earth bringeth forth her bud, and as the garden causeth the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. The Lord will cause what? Righteousness and praise. You know? What is that? Every church we've planted in Sierra Leone, there's righteousness and there's praise in that church. If the church is in a town called McKinney, there's righteousness and praise there. If, if we planted a church in Mozambique, in any corner of Mozambique, there's righteousness and praises. Look at it. The Lord will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. So the anointing causes international church planting. Because a Church plant is a place where righteousness and praises spring forth before the nations. This is international, internations, church plant. And I believe that we are involved with international church planting and causing righteousness and praise to spring out, spring forth before the nations. I want to tell you something years ago. A man came and said, you are going to have a church in Africa. And I laughed because I had no plan for no Africa church. 
Then afterwards, somebody else came. He was not a pastor. And he said he had had a dream, which I will not tell you because it's too precious. I won't tell you. But it was something in the same vein. These two people, I remember. Sometimes I just watch and I see we're building a church in Zambia. Many churches in Kenya. Many in Zambia. Many in Malawi. Many in all different countries. Nigeria. Here, Togo. We're just building about seven different cathedrals in Cote d'Ivoire. Different in Liberia, Sierra Leone, Senegal. Everywhere. It says the Lord shall cause righteousness. That's a church. There's righteousness and there's praise. And it springs forth before all nations. In all nations. May you be part of this great anointing. Lift your two hands up. Father, thank you for blessing us today with this powerful anointing to build churches everywhere. Thank you that through these anointed hands and all those watching online, righteousness and praise is springing forth everywhere. In Jesus' name. And everyone shouted, Amen. Amen. Say, I receive the anointing. Say, I receive the anointing. Say, I receive the anointing. In the name of Jesus. Let me hear your loudest Amen. Now, which of the 15 effects of the anointing do you choose as your number one? Please check your notes. If you don't have, ah, okay. You see, everything is easy for you. Hey. These are 10, 11, 12, 13. Hmm. Which one are you choosing of the 15 as a particular one that you want? Some are choosing number 11, 14. Some are choosing 14. Some are choosing number 10. What's number 10? I hear some people shouting 10. Priest. Some are choosing number 3. Mm. Some are choosing number 1. Hey. Some are choosing number 8. Hey, number 8, you shall build. Mm. I want you to lift your hands. You have become an anointed person. Lift your hand. Everyone standing and thank God for the anointing that he has poured upon your life to become an anointed person today. Father, we are so grateful for the anointing and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Bless us mightily. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you again and again and again and again and again. And again, thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We love you. We thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
together. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I'm sorry for my sins, my wickedness. Cleanse me. Everybody pray, cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Make me a new person. I give my heart to God. I give my life to Jesus Christ. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. I love you. I thank you. I will follow you, Lord Jesus, for the rest of my life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you all for coming. Listen, look at me. Hello? 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 Look at me. Listen, God is changing your life. Say amen. God is changing your life. God is changing your life. From today, you will never be the same again. Never. And today is the day of salvation for you. And we are going to pray with you and help you to be strong in God and strong Christians. Amen. God bless you. I want you to go out. Pastor, look at her sign. Follow me sign. Follow me. So follow her and she's going to take you to a very good place. And you come back and join us. Amen. Go quickly so that you can come back in time. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Uh, Take your Holy Communion. Oh, yes. You see the anointing is here. The presence of the Lord is here. Many, many, many blessings are taking place. Oh, yes. Take each, this is my body, which was broken for you. Drink, this is my blood, which was shed for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Mm-hmm. The cup of blessing which we bless, it's the communion of the blood of Christ. of this bread bring healing to our lives whatever is broken our lives let it be repaired today we come before your table the table of the Lord thank you thank you thank you for healing for mess the body of Jesus Christ Brothers and sisters. Brothers, sisters, we are one. And our lives have just begun in the spirit.
the blood let's sing it brothers and sisters brothers sisters we are one and our lives have just answer for you for your shame may you have double because of this great blood the precious holy blood the blood of Jesus the son of God the blood of Jesus be blessed be covered be healed be delivered through the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus your hands for your blessing. May the Lord bless you around his table. Your life change completely because of the blood, because of the oil, because of the gift of God. You are declared transformed, declared blessed, Declared healed and especially declared forgiven and healed of every wound through the mighty body and the blood of Jesus our Savior. In Jesus' name, Amen. Give the Lord a mighty shout of hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.